So today, on the actual preaching side of things, today um, we are going to talk about fasting. And some of you might go, Pastor Sam, is that because Lent started this week? Yes, it is. It sure is. I'm not going to attack Lent today. I want to put that out there right now. Nor people that partake in Lent and stuff like that. Because I actually think the idea of Lent can be an actually a very, very... But, in today's day and age, we don't talk about fasting that much. Back in Old Testament times, people fasted all the time. It was a normal occurrence for people to fast. But, the only time that really we fast anymore, especially in America, is if you're doing like, you know, the intermittent fasting where you're trying to lose weight and stuff like that. We don't use fasting in our spiritual tool belt very often. Yet it's one of the ones that Jesus did and commanded that we do. And so the fact that Lent started this week brought this to the forefront of my mind. But I'm not preaching because of Lent, if that makes sense. But I do want to work through the, the thought behind fasting and why we fast. And what are the right reasons for fasting? And then how do we fast? because all of that's important. I want to read to you Isaiah 58, 3 through 12 first, uh, and then eventually we'll get to, um, we'll get to, to Matthew uh, chapter 6. But Isaiah 58, um, 3 through 12 first, and it reads like this. Behold, on the day of your fast you find your desire, and drive hard all your workers. Behold, you fast for contention and strife, and strike with a wicked fist. You do not fast like you do today to make your voice heard on high. Is it a fast like this which I chose, a day for a man to humble himself? Is it for bowing one's head like a reed, and for spreading out sackcloth and ashes as a bed? Will you call this a fast, even an acceptable day to the Lord? Is this not the fast which I chose, to loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, and to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke? Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry, and bring the homeless poor into the house, when you see the naked to cover him? And to not hide yourself from your own flesh. Then your light will break out like the dawn. And your recovery will speedily bring forth. Spring forth, excuse me. And your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. He will cry and he will say, here I am. If you remove the yoke from your midst. The pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness. And if you give yourself to the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then your light will rise in darkness and your gloom will become like midday. And the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your desire in scorched places and give strength to your bones and you will be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise up the age-old foundations and you will be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets in which you dwell. So let me set the scene of what's happening here. In the verses I didn't read in the beginning of Isaiah, and I guess I could have, but in those verses, what's happening is that the people of Israel are going, hang on, we're fasting, God's not answering us. What's going on? And Isaiah answers them. And I'm going to sync up, or not, uh, I'm going to make all these verses into like one or two sentences here. Yeah, great, you're abstaining from food. Yet, you're a vile, evil person who are vile to everyone around you. And you think God's going to answer you because you're stopping eating? Number one are your note sheets. Number one are your note sheets. The right reason. The right reason. So, 
Let's talk about some wrong reasons first that we see throughout the scripture passage and elsewhere in scripture. First off, it's wrong to fast just for fasting's sake, right? You're not going to get anything from that. Now, I'm not saying there aren't some health benefits to intermittent fasting. That has been proven that actually intermittent fasting can be very, very healthy for your body, right? I'm not telling you not to do that. I am saying that if you're like, today I'm going to fast and you have no reason for it, it's not fasting for the right reasons. It's not. Also, a fast does not force God to do jack. Always remember that. You can't force God's hand, no matter what you do. So don't try. So if you're like, I'm going to force God to do this for me, and I'm going to stop eating to make him do it. That's like a kid. When I was a kid, a very small child, I don't know when this actually stopped, probably five, six, seven years old, but I don't know exactly when this stopped. Dad will know as soon as I actually start telling the story. When I would get angry, I would hold my breath until I passed out. Now, if most of you, I would wager all of you, but I won't, I won't fully go that way, far. Most of you, if you stopped breathing, if you passed out because you were holding your breath and you stopped breathing, breathing your body would naturally start breathing again, right? Did mine? No, it did not. So my dad would have to give me resuscitation to get me up. And then in my book, I'm like, isn't that bad enough? No, I still was disciplined after that. I would get angry, and I thought that this was going to show my parents. I'll stop breathing. One time I stopped breathing at the top of the steps, tumbled down the steps, and had a cast iron um, candle holder fall on my head. Carrie was apparently freaking out. It's great. I can't do that anymore in case you're wondering. I don't have the resolve to force myself to pass out anymore. But apparently when I was, when did it stop? Was it that old? Oh, geez. Apparently I no longer have that much resolve anymore. Probably. <laughs> Here I am. No, but so that's the thing, right? I, I was going to hold my breath. That would show my parents. I'm going to stop eating. I'm going to force God to do what I want. It will not. It will not. You cannot force God's hand in something. Even if it's something he's going to do already, you cannot make him go faster by you fasting. You can't do it. You cannot force him to go faster. I'll put it that way. You cannot force him to go faster. You cannot force him to change his mind by fasting. You cannot force God's hand in your life or in somebody else's life as much as we want to try. Perhaps another great example of that, and I don't think that I ever did this, was um, when you're, we've got a child in the grocery store with you, and they really, really want that cereal or that candy bar, and they just start screaming their head off because they think it's going to force you as a parent to do it. And I have clear memories of my dad looking at us and saying, go ahead, we'll stand here all day. Scream all you want to. You're not getting it. And I don't think, personally, that any of the four of us ever got anything by screaming. Didn't work. Um, you're not going to force God's hand. You're just not. We're going to read about this in Matthew eventually, but to appear holy is also the wrong reason to do it. 
in the, in the passage in Matthew, he's going to talk about, and it's Jesus who's speaking, he's going to talk about the fact that the Pharisees and stuff, they do this and they, they wear the sackcloth and they tear their hair and they look all dirty and they stand on the street corners and this and that because they want everyone to know they're fasting. Church, if you're going to fast, just about nobody should know about it. They shouldn't. It's not their business. If you are fasting and you tell everyone that you're fasting, you're fasting for the wrong reasons. Now, I'm not saying, right, there have been times that I've fasted where I've been like, hey, would you fast with me? Let's fast together and seek God together. Or, hey, I am fasting. I'm not asking you to fast, but would you just pray that as I fast, right? It's okay to seek out one or two people and to join you in that, to work in that with you. It is not okay if I got up here on a Sunday morning and said, church, I've been fasting all week, and this is what God told me to tell you guys. There have been times when I have fasted because I didn't know what God wanted. And I went, all right, God, let's have it out. Let's figure out what you want from me to preach to these guys. But I don't go around blabbing about it, and neither should you. There are wrong reasons to fast. You also should not fast. I didn't write this one down. Simply because somebody told you to do it, unless it's God. If God tells you to fast, you better do it. But you should not fast simply because Pastor Sam tells you to do it. And spoiler alert, if you take a look at the practical application for this week, most of you aren't going to like it. Because I'm going to tell you to fast. But you shouldn't do it strictly because I tell you to do it, or another priest tells you to do it, or the Catholic Church tells you to do it, or your friend Jim tells you to do it, right? Doesn't matter. You shouldn't do it simply because somebody tells you to do it. You see, this whole passage of scripture that we just read in Isaiah is about the heart behind the fast. The whole thing. He even, be, he even starts, Isaiah, after he says, you think God's going to listen to you, he then goes into this whole treatise and he finishes out, we didn't read the last verses 13 and 14, but even that talks about in, in Isaiah 58, when your heart's in the right spot, that is when your light shines through. That is when God works. So if your heart's in the wrong spot, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, your fast is worthless. Outside of maybe some health benefits you might gain if you do it right. That's it. Let's talk about some of the right reasons, though. Because there are multiple examples. I wrote down four reasons in Scripture that people fasted. And all of these bring you closer to God. You see, the point of a fast, in its essence, is to bring you closer to God. Now, there's different things you're searching for underneath that that we're going to talk about. But your point of a fast is to seek God. That's the, right there. You are seeking God. Jesus, in Luke, fasts before he does ministry. And that's a common one. You know you're about to go do something. You're about to walk into the lion's den. You fast to get closer to God so that you are equipped correctly. And Nehemiah, Nehemiah himself fasts in order to confess sin. Your sin is so great that you fast. I've had to do that one before, where you need to seek that closeness with God, and you give up some food for a little bit, or whatever it is. In Psalms, David, uh, Psalm 50, uh, 35, excuse me, David fasts in order to seek God's intervention in a particular matter. That's a great one that we never do. You're seeking God's intervention in your life and somebody else's life in a particular matter. 
Why aren't you fasting about it at all? Now, I mentioned before, you cannot force God's hand, and that is correct. But we have, a, we have examples in Scripture of God, we're the life of some, right? The life of somebody. You know, we could have fasted over the, the furnace stuff, right? We didn't, and I'm not saying we should have. I don't feel God saying we should have done that there. But in times of great distress, when you are begging God for intervention, right? Add fasting to it. And then the last one we see in Scripture, and we see this in Acts 13 and Acts 14, various other places, making decisions. How many of you have had to make very tough decisions in your life? Good. That's good. It means you're alive and older than like two years old. The fact of the matter is, you are going to have to make decisions. And sometimes, sometimes those decisions are not readily available to you. What is the right one? What is the wrong one necessarily? Right? Sometimes a decision's a really tough one and you don't know which way to go. Changing a job. Right? If you're, if you're, when I was going to school, what school should I actually go to? Stuff like that. There's tons of decisions. Those are just two examples that are pertinent uh, and stuff. But there's tons of examples of making decisions. And you want God's guidance. Don't just pray and ask him for it. Start fasting. Start fasting. There are right reasons. There are wrong reasons to fast. And if your heart, it all comes down to what is your heart. Is your heart, I want to get closer to God and do what he wants me to do. If that's the case, then I'm going to wager that your fast will be successful and that you'll get closer to God. If your heart is not there, then I don't care what else you do. I don't care if you beat yourself during your fast. I don't care what you do. You won't gain that closeness with God that you so, we so desperately need. Let's look at Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 18. And it reads like this. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting but only to your father who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Okay, so Jesus is talking here, right? And he says, there's all these hypocrites who when they fast, they, they don't wash their face and they're somber and they're, oh, I'm, it's horrible. So that you know they're fasting and then you think they're holy. That's the reward they get. The reward they get is that you think they're great. Well, I want you guys to all think that I'm great. I do. Right? Most people have this, have this innate seeking to be wanted and, and loved and liked and stuff. And that's not a bad thing to want that stuff, right? The problem becomes when that becomes our sole purpose and idea. And what God is saying is, great, you want to do it that way? I'll let you. You get your reward on earth. And somebody thinks you're pretty holy for 10 minutes until they find out you're not. Good for you. Or... Or you can do it my way. This is God speaking, not Pastor Sam, right? You can do it my way, and I will reward you. Maybe this earth, on this earth, but you at least will get your reward in heaven. And I say at least as if that's the worst thing. It's not. That's the better thing. So, number two on your note sheets, how? 
to fast, how to fast. And I'm not going to get into the, um, the physical aspects of it here, right? Although when you're fasting, you should not just immediately cut everything out. You should kind of slowly, they, uh, I've read a bunch of stuff that recommends that for the first couple hours, um, if you're going to fast um, for physical sake, um, to drink juice and stuff like that so that your body still has something like, you know, not, not Sunny D or something like that, but... Um, you know, a juice that's got some actual stuff in it to allow your body to slowly come down instead of shocking it. Shocking your body is not generally a great thing in a lot of ways. And also, when you come out of your fast, you should not go, whew, I just fasted for 24 hours. I need two large pizzas and a 12-count of garlic knots and wings, and you just stuff your face. That's generally not good for your body either. When you're coming out of your fast, you should do the same thing. Start with some juice and stuff like that, some lighter stuff to allow your body to get back into it, and then you can have your feast, should you like to, right? How many of you have ever done a 30-hour fast? 30-hour famine. Is it 40? I thought it was 30. Either way, 40-hour famine. That was a big thing back 20, 30 years ago. Um, the whole point was, and, 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 well, I won't get into the whole point of the spiritualness behind it and stuff like that, but you would fast for that 40 hours, and then you'd have, like, a big old pizza party afterward. Luckily, most people who do that are in their teenage years, and their bodies can handle that. How many of you would like to do one now? My dad is in his mid-60s. What do you want? <laughs> and I did do a, Greenridge did a 30-hour one at one point. They didn't do 40. It was 30. And, we, and I did that. That was not fun. I will say it's not, it wasn't fun by any means. I don't like to go more than like 20 to 30 minutes without food. Um, so, no, that's not true. Um, well, it is true. If I'm at home, that's entirely true. But either way, um, <laughs> I've been told. I read it in a book. No. <laughs> right? So that's the physical stuff of it. How do you fast? How does God want you to fast? First off, and we talked about this already, don't make it obvious. Don't make it obvious. You can and should talk to one or two other people that you trust, that you can ask either to fast with you or just to pray as you are fasting, that God grants you wisdom or in that closeness or whatever it is you're looking for, right? Whatever it is the reason that you're fasting, right? I have a couple of people in my life that if I was going to fast, I would let them know, um, it's also, I let certain people know, and this is just personally for me, because as a diabetic, fasting can be somewhat dangerous sometimes. You have to be wise with that if you decide to just let your sugar crash. So it's good to let a couple of people know uh, if you're a diabetic so that they can kind of make sure that you're not, you know, passed out on the couch because your blood sugar is at 20. Um, that's way low, by the way. Your blood sugar should be between 80 and 120 if you're at 20. Uh, are you comatose at that point? Could be. There you go. Either way, I've never been that low. I just want to point that out. So it's why, if you're diabetic, it's wise. If you're not, then you can fast, and you're probably going to be all right for at least that 40 hours, if not longer, because uh, your body works correctly. Um, mine does not. Um, that's fun. Don't make it obvious. It's not about other people knowing. God knows. That's good enough. Keep yourself presentable. If you're going to be fasting for more than, you know, and it's okay to fast for a couple hours, right? To say, God, I'm not, I'm not eating lunch today. I'm seeking you today, right? When we think of a fast, we think of at least all day or a long period of time. It doesn't have to be that long. It can be, but it doesn't have to be that long. I know people, and we read about this in Scripture as well, that you fast until God gives you that answer. 
So it might be an hour. It might be two days, right? Jesus fasted for 40 days. Good for him. Does anybody want to join him in that? If we put together at FBC a 40-day fast, who's in? Well, none of you are holy. No, no, no. Right, but that's the thing, right? So, so a fast doesn't have to be for a long period of time. But if it's going to be for a longer period of time, keep yourself presentable. Look normal, right? If you shower every day, keep showering, right? Put your clothes on, stuff like that. If you're going out in public and stuff like that. Listen, if you're just going to stay at home and want to fast and you don't want to get out of your PJs, I don't care. But if your people are going to see you, you need to keep yourself presentable like a normal person. It's between you and God. It's between you and him. It might be a sin struggle that you're having that God brings to your forefront of your mind and you go, you're right, God, and you are broken about it. And you fast because of your brokenness to bring you back closer with God, right? Not everybody needs to know about your sin struggles. It's good if some people do. Not everybody needs to know about where you're struggling in sin. Not everybody needs to know if you're trying to make a very difficult decision. Or, and I didn't write this one down, something traumatic happens and you're broken and depressed and sad and throw whatever word, melancholy, right? Whatever word you want to throw in there. It's okay to fast then too, to seek that closeness with God. But not everybody needs to know that that's happened right then. And I want to point this out. Though in biblical times, a fast generally referred to food, a fast is just denying yourself something you want or desire or need, right? I would suggest not fasting from water. Um, I tried to fast from oxygen. Uh, it's not a good decision. You generally won't last very long. But a fast doesn't have to only be food. Right? I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I've fasted from sports multiple times in my life. If you love music, you don't have to fast from all music, but cut out anything that is not entirely 100% Christian music. If you've got a question about whether it's Christian or not, it's not Christian. Throw it out. I don't care if it mentions God once or twice. Right? There's a country song that they play on K-Love sometimes. I'm like, why? It's not about God. It's called God Gave Me You. It's a love song to somebody else. Why is it playing on a Christian music station? It's a great song. I love it. Blake Shelton currently sings it. It's great. I love it. Why is it on K-Love? It doesn't belong there. It's not about the genre of music as much either. It's about the content of the music. Because there are some incredible Christian country songs that I very much enjoy, especially when I am fasting from non-Christian music, because I love country music. So, you know, you can put on Three Wooden Crosses or, or, or Long Black Train. Uh, Josh Turner has at least one on almost every single one of his albums, uh, a Christian song. But either way, if you don't know, if you're not 100% certain, if there's that, even that tiny little twinge in you that goes, I'm not sure, don't listen to it while you're fasting then. Don't. I fasted from everything but Christian music once. Does anybody want to guess... The first song I listened to that was secular when I ended my fast, I don't think anybody here would get it. It was George Strait, because he's the king, and it was Check Yes or No, because that's a great song. And I, I, I listened to that song, and I went, George Strait has a great voice, 
but I kind of miss listening to Christian music already. Now, I still listen to George Strait, still listen to quite a lot of country music songs. If you look at my country music playlist on Spotify, it's like 15 hours long. It's great. But either way, fasting does not have to be solely from food. Now, I fast from food is the basic one and perhaps the best one in a lot of ways, right? You need food to survive. Most of us eat food multiple times a day. And it's at the forefront of our minds quite often when we're not eating it, right? Some of you are already going, oh, when's lunch today? So it's not even 10.30 yet, man, right? So food is a great one because we all need it. We all go through it. If you're going to fast from food, let me tell you how to do it. You fast from food and you say, I'm not going to eat. When you're going to eat, so at breakfast time, if you were going to eat, spend that time with God instead. And then at lunchtime, you don't keep working through lunch. You spend that time with God. And at dinner time, you spend that time with God. You see, the point of a fast is not to remove something. The point of a fast is to take that thing out and replace it with God in your life. So, let's apply it. I ask you, is fasting one of your tools? I'm not going to ask for a raise of hands or anything like that. I just want you to think about, when was the last time you actively fasted? Not, oh, I forgot to eat lunch today. Looks like I fasted. When was the last time you actively chose to fast in order to seek God on something? You don't have to tell me. I'm not going to tell you the last time I did it. I just want you to think about it. You see, Lent, which is going on right now, which is the 40 days uh, from, from Fat Tuesday, right? No, it's Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, to um, Easter. And Lent is an incredible thing. It's a great idea, in my opinion, to choose something to fast from. As long as you are replacing that thing with God. Mom and I were talking about this because, of course, Mom grew up Catholic. Um, and so we were talking about Lent and all that kind of stuff. And, um, church, I don't want to alarm you, but saying, I'm going to give up chocolate for Lent really doesn't do anything for you, except you miss chocolate because chocolate's great. Now, maybe every single day you take 10 minutes and you eat a Hershey's Kiss or something. And if you're going to take that 10 minutes and spend it with God, all right, I'm on board. But if you're just like, yeah, every once in a while I like to eat a piece of chocolate, but I'm not going to do that for Lent, you've missed the point completely and utterly. Fasting is about renewing your closeness with God, deepening your closeness and relationship with him. And so I want to challenge you guys and myself to choose a fast this week. I'm not going to tell you to do Lent, right? If you do something for Lent, great. I'm not going there. That's not, we at First Baptist FBC, we don't participate in, in Lent, Ash Wednesday, stuff like that, right? It's okay if you do. I'm not, I'm not bashing that in any way, shape, or form. But I want to challenge you to choose a day to fast this week. If you're unsure of what to fast from, do food. That is the simplest one. Um, but maybe you're like me. And you love sports, right? Spring training started yesterday. It was great. Oh, it was great to hear that pop of the ball in the mitt. Mm, it's one of the best sounds you can hear. 
They were talking about it's warm. They're in Clearwater, Florida. They're like, it's a hot day. And I'm like, it's bitter cold up here and snowing. That's not fair. Either way, maybe it's sports. So you choose a day. You're not going to do anything with sports at all. Maybe it's secular music. Right? Maybe it's you love to watch. You love to sit down at night and watch a couple episodes of Friends or The Office or whatever show is on right now. I don't watch a lot of TV anymore. so. Um, but instead, you're going to spend that time fasting from that, from media. Don't replace it with other media. Don't go, I'm not watching Friends tonight. Instead, I shall watch Cutthroat Kitchen. Doesn't work that way. Say, okay, I'm fasting from media, and I'm going to spend that time with God instead. I'm not telling you it has to be the whole day. That's between you and God. You ask God what day and for how much and what. That's between you and him, okay? And I don't want everybody to come back here next week and go, Pastor Sam, I fasted and this and that. Now, if you, if I will say this, if you, if you do this and God shows you something and you have this incredible moment with him, I do want to hear about it because I want to rejoice with you about it. But I don't need to know whether or not you fasted, right? I don't. I'm not going to tell you whether or not I do it. I mean, I might. If I didn't do it, I might get up here and be like, listen, guys, I need to apologize. I didn't follow my own thing. Um, choose a day. Prayerfully consider it and prayerfully consider what you're going to fast from. You don't have to do it. I'm not going to force you. I'm not going to call everybody this week on Friday and go, now, did you do it yet? It's between you and him. Make it something that will hurt to miss it, right? Make it something that if I give up, if I say, oh, boy, I'm not going to watch Friends this week today, that doesn't hurt me at all. In fact, I'd probably enjoy that. I don't think that show is funny in the slightest. There's one good character that entire show. It's Joey, by the way. Right? Choose something that we like to say will make it hurt, something that you don't want to give up. You don't want to give up. Because you're telling God, God, you are more important than food. You are more important than sports, than music, than media, than this, that, or the other thing, right? If you're in a family unit, right? Like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll use the sweaters because they're, they're here and I know I can pick on them. Maybe, maybe you all decide together, you're going to fast together from a movie, right? Maybe on Tuesday nights, I don't know this for certain, right? Maybe on Tuesday nights, they like to watch a movie together, right? It's a great family thing, and it's great. Maybe Tuesday night, they say, we're going to fast from that. And instead, the three of us, because Lonnie's there too, we're going to spend it in prayer together, fasting and doing that, it, right? Whatever it is, right? You can do it individually. You could do it in a tiny, small group like that. I wouldn't make it any bigger than two or three people if you can, because then it starts ballooning and being weird. Fasting is a tool we don't use nearly enough. I'll end on this because I told mom it's usually five to ten minutes and dad texted her at like 28. So we're getting real, real close to the five to ten minute mark. Actually, we're past the five minute mark. We're getting close to the ten minute mark. You want to see God change things in this state, in this county, in this church, in this area, in this country, in this world? You've got to use the tools he commanded you to use. And fasting is one of them. It always has been, and it will be until the day he comes back. 
Start small. You don't have to do a day-long fast or a 40-hour fast or whatever. Start small and build it until when, hey, we've got to make a hard decision as a board, we can all fast together and make that decision. Or when you've got to make a hard decision as a family, you can fast and make that decision. And it's, all right, let's do it. Instead of, boy, we're going to do this, don't we? Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you for fasting. I thank you that you give us things that help us to draw nearer to you. I ask that if we're going to do this, if we're going to fast, we know we're supposed to, that you would help us, Father, to, to have the right heart behind it. Not to go, all right, Pastor Sam told us I need to do this, so we're going to do it. But to say, all right, yes, I know Pastor Sam said we should, and he put it as his application, but I want to do this because I want to grow closer to you. And maybe that's it, God, this week. Maybe for all of us, it's just we want to be closer to you. Maybe we don't have a, I mean, we have it, but maybe you're not going to bring together in our mind a sin struggle or a decision or something like that. You're just, we're just going to grow closer to you. We're going to spend that time growing closer to you, Father. I ask your blessing on each of us this week. If we're going to do this, I pray your blessing on each of our fasts. And it's in the precious name of Jesus Christ that we pray, amen and amen.